0: If you search inside yourself, I think each and everyone will find situations where he or she felt like the other person or not normal. And this is what we want to eliminate. Uh, Not that everyone is like the same, but that everyone has the same sense of belonging um, in all this. So this is how the journey is progressing.
1: Just use your voice to stand up for those people who have been underrepresented for so long and still are, because many of them have been silenced for too long, not because they don't have their own voice, but because no one's willing to listen. So you have the power to make that change happen. Welcome to OpenSAP Invites, Thought Leaders, your invitation to learn with us on the go.
2: Welcome to a special Thought Leaders episode for Pride Month with Nina Strassner and Esekir Masse. We talk about what Pride Month means to us as individuals, as a community and at corporate level. We also focus on personal stories behind the rainbow, the activities of the Pride at SAP community and learn what we can do to make the world a brighter place for us all. I'm your host, Elisabeth Riemann. Let me introduce you to Nina and Esekir. Nina Strassner is head of diversity and people programs at SAP SE. Nina's responsible for diversity measures and HR programs for SAP employees in Germany. Before joining the SAP management team in 2019, Nina previously worked as a lawyer and specialist in labor law for almost 12 years. She's a lecturer and business editor has published a book on family and labor law topics. She writes columns in Brigitte Mom and Wirtschaftswoche and has a Golden Blogger 2018 badge on her backpack. Ezequiel Massa is Head of Diversity and Inclusion for SAP Latin America and Caribbean. Ezequiel started his career as Senior Finance Operations Specialist at SAP Argentina back in 2011. His passion for equal opportunity and creating a sustainable corporate culture led him to join SAP's diversity and inclusion initiatives in 2015 as a volunteer. In his six-year tenure with D&I, he's helped nurture a welcoming work environment for all, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, gender identity or its expression, ethnicity, race, generation, culture or ability. Since April 2020, he works as head of diversity and inclusion for Latin America and the Caribbean. Let's say hello. Hello Nina and hello Esekir. Welcome both of you to Open SAP Invite Thought Leaders. Hi Lizzie! Hi Lizzie. Hi employees are the heart and soul of any company. And this is so true of SAP too. And like many others, I'm really proud to be part of a globally diverse workforce. Companies though, as we know, are often criticized for using diversity and inclusion as buzzwords. So while talking the talk is one thing, actually walking the talk can pose significant challenges. And this is one of the many reasons why I've been really looking forward to our conversation so that we can learn more about Pride at SAP, and also the initiatives of the LGBT plus community, importantly including its friends and supporters. So, welcome both of you. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you, Lizzie.
2: So, June, as we know, is Pride Month. It's a month of commemoration and celebration. So, Esekiel, I'd like to ask you, what does Pride Month mean to you personally?
1: Thank you for asking. Well, you know, I, I am gay, so. Uh, Pride Month has always been very important uh, to me. I, I live in Buenos Aires now, in Argentina, but I grew up in a very small town. I was a straight A student, but I was not straight myself. You know that that led to a lot of issues back at school. You know, bullying. Uh, also, with my parents, things got hard back then. I was in a way, ashamed of who I was, or who, who I, I thought I was. I was scared to be gay. I didn't want to be gay, and th- that was a very big challenge for me. Right, learning to love myself and 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 embrace who I was. So that was difficult. And then along the way, as as I started to come to terms with who I was. Um, I discovered Pride at SAP and I volunteered and, and I was the lead for Pride here in Argentina for a few years. And this well led me to be involved in diversity and inclusion. And here I am today heading DNI for Latin America. I now have a great relationship with my parents. you uh, know, things do get better and Pride Month is, is a big part of all that because it's, it, you know, helped me to understand how we should all be proud of who we are and accept us for who we are. So that is my message to everyone out there, that, that things do get better. Um, and yeah, we, we all have something nice to look up for in the, in the future, in our future.
2: Thank you, Ezekiel, for sharing that with us. That was so open and honest. And I think it's just so, so special to share that with our listeners as well. And I think it's important that no one feels alone. I think being a teenager growing up, Being anybody in anyone's skin is difficult, and we're all working through who we are, our own identity. And I guess then it's really important that we all feel part of a community, right? And I guess that's what you're saying as well. Is something that the Pride Month also represents there to you? Definitely. And and Nina, how will you be celebrating Pride Month this year at SAP?
0: Yes, I would really like to. So, I mean, I speak for uh, the German employees mainly, um, and we are in close connections with our. Pride community, it's maybe one of the most uh, agile and um, really strong communicators uh, amongst them. And I'm always amazed on like how much effort and also how much fun and what a humorous touch um, sometimes is um, in all the events, but um, never, you know, never too much. So there's always the right amount of um, seriousness we need for this topic because Ezekiel said it in the beginning just perfectly, there is a story behind it and all of this like, yeah, bright colors and rainbow and all of this. We sometimes tend to forget that uh, the story behind sometimes is a story of like a lot of dark moments and um, that from an employer side, we are celebrating on one side, but on the other hand, we're really uh, making sure that we have a close look on what's going on talking to each other and get everyone into a dialogue what we think from an employer's perspective is really what is key uh to yeah what we just heard uh from Ezekiel in the beginning just listening and being touched and being like wow i just didn't think that things are sometimes really things for people well we tend to say like yeah what it's 2021 come on people um it's not still a thing and then you Really start listening, like, wow, okay, um, there are a lot of issues we still have to tackle, um, even though they're not as secret maybe as they were um, five or 10 years ago. We're not denying that there's really, um, I think, that we're going upwards here. Um, but still, it's nothing we should specifically celebrate that there's um, even the opportunity right now in the workplace to do something like that. That was unthinkable a couple of years ago. Uh, and that's what I really like about it, that it's like, yeah, go out there <laughs> and and share your stories and um, yeah, bring, bring everything you are. I think that's one of the nicest things we have at SAP, bring everything you are. And this is it in its deepest sense from my personal view on that.
2: The LGBT plus community and its supporters is really at the heart of our conversation in this episode today. So before we start talking in non-stop acronyms as we tend to do, so for DI, LGBT plus, I'd like to ask, can you please tell us what does the we do, don't we? I mean, it's just so many acronyms all the time. We throw them around. And it's not just a letter, there are real individuals and groups with important. Issues here at stake, and so I wanted to ask, what does the LGBT plus community stand for? So literally, in terms of the groups and the individuals that it represents, and also explain its important mission to us all, just so that we all have a common understanding right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, oh, that is very important, and it's very important to to mention all of these letters and and, and to understand what what they stand for, right? Because these are all people that are included in these letters and all different identities and different ways that people see themselves. Um, So, L stands for lesbian, for gay, B for bisexual, T for trans. You know, there are longer versions of the acronym, right? There's Q for queer, there's A for asexual, and for pansexual. I mean, there are so many identities as there are people, and that's important to understand, right? I mean, we are all different. We're all diverse, uh, not just because of our sexual orientation or gender identity, but because of how we speak, how we communicate, the way that we uh, relate to each other, that we think about all makes us diverse. So when we think of diversity we shouldn't just think of that person who's different from me because in any case I'm also different from them. Uh, So we should know have that in mind that diversity involves each and every one of us Uh, and inclusion that's what we need to do right to ensure that those people who may not be similar to who I am who perhaps are part of an underrepresented group, as the LGBTQ plus community, that they feel included. Um, why? Because they have been neglected and 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 uh, and misrepresented and and denied a lot of opportunities just for who they are, right? And no one. Chooses their sexual orientation or gender identity, right? It it just it's something that happens. People who are it just is, yeah, exactly. People who are straight, they, they didn't decide, oh well, I'm going to be straight. No, it just happened. They 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 came to the realization that uh, they they were attracted to the opposite sex, and that was it. Uh, same happens for the LGBTQ plus community, right? I mean, we don't choose to be gay or lesbian. We don't, uh, the trans person doesn't choose to be trans. It's just who they are. Um, and when it comes to pride at SAP, what's also very uh, vital to mention is that it's not just a group for the LGBTQ plus community. And I'm glad you said also allies and supporters, right, because that, that, that they are a, a key part of the group, right? Uh, and I, this goes for all of our employee network groups at SAP. Uh, they are open to everyone, not just for the those who are underrepresented. Um, so, no matter your sexual orientation or gender identity, you are welcome to join Pride at SAP uh, and be part of the community. Um, and as long as you believe that uh, No matter who you are or how you address or how you communicate or, uh, you know, any other factor, as long as you believe that everyone deserves equal opportunity. uh, And also, if we acknowledge that uh, merit does not apply equally to everyone because not everyone has the same chances in life, as long as you acknowledge all that, then you are already an ally to the LGBTQ plus community or to any under, other underrepresented group. So if you are an ally, just use your voice uh, to stand up for those people who have been underrepresented for so long and still are. Because many of them have been silenced for too long, not because they don't have their own voice, but because no one's willing to listen. So you have the power to make that change happen.
2: That's really good. And I like the fact that you say it really is the community itself. It's representing different groups. And it's also anyone who has a similar mindset, who has empathy and who is open, who wants to drive positive change. And I think it's something that we can all drive together. And I guess a very simple steps that each and every one of us can do to kind of make our our lives more enriched uh, and more fair and more equal for everyone as well. Yes. And can we maybe look back into history just a little bit and think about how Pride Month came to be? Because initially it was just a day right it was one day in june i believe
1: yeah it was it was 1969 uh, june 28th uh that's when the stonewall riots took place in new york city a bar in manhattan called the stonewall inn um it was a bar that was mainly frequented by members of the lgbtq plus community uh and there was lots of uh, police raids back then taking place every single night and one day, one day they, they were just uh, fed up and so they started a, a riot that lasted for a full week um, and it, it was not the first time that the LGBTQ plus community organized but it was the first time that um, you know the, this, this mass movement organized uh, all over the world uh, ignited. Uh, and that's why it's so important uh, to remember that date. And it was mostly trans women of color, drag queens, uh, some gay men who really stood up that day, uh, lesbian women, all of them. But it, it's also important to acknowledge that uh, trans women of color were the ones leading the riot, right, uh, which sometimes is a bit oversighted. Um People like Marsha P. Johnson, uh, Sylvia Rivera, they were the ones leading uh, that confrontation and that uh, fight for equal rights uh, back then. They started a movement that, until today, you know, uh, we celebrate and we we remember and we use to celebrate our identities, right? And that's why, well, not with a pandemic, of course, but that's why throughout June, all over the world, and well, in some countries the date varies, but. In most parts of the world, during June, we have Pride Parades, where people just go out, have fun, and be who they are. Because sometimes, you know, for many, that's the one day in the year where they feel that they can be their full selves in public. That's why it's so important.
2: It's just so shocking for me to hear as well that there's individuals who feel there's only one single day in a whole calendar year where they can really go out and be themselves. That's something that I completely take for granted. Um, So I think that's a really important message to convey, you know, just how some people are suffering, do feel underrepresented. And it's just really great to hear about these courageous figures who are really prepared to stand up for their rights and really fight a way for, for new generations as well to come because um, so I wanted to ask you as well as Akil, how is it changing for younger generations in terms of what's been achieved so far and, and where we are today?
1: These people almost 60 years ago that they were already starting this fight and these people are still there. While uh, we see a lot of younger people uh, joining Pride at SAP, for instance, and younger uh, generations also are the ones who tend to uh, seek for a company that is committed to the community, that is committed to, uh, you know, community outreach activities, committed to equity and inclusion. Older generations are getting more and more involved. And from experience, right, in, in Latin America, that I am, I'm seeing a lot of people getting involved. And it's not just the millennials and Gen Zers, right? That's really... Uh, Beautiful to see that uh, we, we have these older generations who were always thought of, uh, well, they, they don't care about these topics, they just care about the results, and they are getting involved too. Um, and, and that's a positive change that happens as a result of all the actions that we have been taken. right? And, and where they, they found a gap uh, that they also wanted to be seen, right? Because um, most of these actions that we have been leading were mostly done by younger generations and perhaps we were not representing them correctly. So now they are getting involved and, and taking active part in, in telling their own stories, which is really nice. To see.
2: I think that's so important and it brings a fullness to the community as well, that it really is cross generational. And I think, you know, we can discriminate on the basis of age as well. And so I think it's really good when people are just kind of coming together um, with a common goal and just really want to kind of support other people. And I just feel really moved just even hearing about that. So thank you for sharing those insights with us. And Nina, if we look at Pride at SAP, SAP was founded in Waldorf, Germany in 1972, and their company's come a really long way since then. Can you maybe talk us through some of SAP's own corporate diversity and inclusion journey? So how did things start?
0: I mean, regarding the Pride community, I think it's pretty amazing that this goes um, a long way back. Um, They just had um, the 20-year anniversary, uh, which we celebrated. Um, When we talk about it, like all this diversity and talking about diversity and things like this, everyone is like, ah, that's new work and things like that. So why is this diversity topic everywhere? Um, And this is a perfect example that this is not a new thing uh with all these things started at a grassroots movement started 20 years ago and i think we have to be really um sensitive for that that this is like nothing that just popped up and now everything is fine and um, because we talked about like five or six years this is really work and it is really like going through the structures and it needs to grow and you get like ezekiel already said you need the allies Um, a lot and you need the uh, sensitiveness of of colleagues that they want to be engaged because it's absolutely impossible for the underrepresented group in a workplace or in society to do this all by themselves. Um, Of course, rioting, yeah, this is one thing um, to to get attention, but it's uh, bad enough that you need to riot and then hear like, oh, wow, this is not the way to do it. I mean, behave people Um, and then, yeah, yeah, like, uh, thank you. Um, If if you wouldn't be so stubborn and if you wouldn't be so like not listening and being um, like discriminating um, there's no reason to riot and we know this in for all our personal things when no one is listening we get angry and then you know we need to make voices for ourselves and um, I'm really glad that um, we're getting more and more sensitive for the topic and I would dare to say that uh, a lot of that the companies get it now that they at least should start touching uh, the topic so it won't go away and um, yeah also podcasts like this and talking about stories what we're doing um, is doing good for all the other dimensions of diversity as well it is an intersectional thing so um, what what the pride community and the group there is facing the hurtfulness behind it but also what worked uh, to make it better um, you can use that um, for other areas as well you can use it for women you can use it in matter of age you can use it in the matter of where someone comes from um, because what we don't want is that someone um, feels not normal that was what Ezekiel started with that he felt not normal or like the other one in the room and things like that and um, we all in a workplace need to be sensitive that um it is a privilege to don't know what someone means by that. That means you are always feeling already included and in a place where you belong And if you search inside yourself, I think each and everyone will find situations um, where he or she felt um, like the other person or not normal and this is what we want to, Eliminate, uh, not that everyone is like the same, but that everyone has the same sense of belonging um, in all this. So, this is how the journey is progressing.
2: And I think that's brilliant. It's really kind of about celebrating our differences. We're all fundamentally different, and it's good that we're different. And I think that's valuable for society and it's valuable for a company like SAP too. We are who we are, right? We can't change our identity.
0: We shouldn't be forced to. We should really make progress that a lot of things are already good. That should be the case, that you don't have to stick to the hope that it gets better. We need to reach points step by step that things are already good, that you don't have to struggle all the time. Explain yourself.
1: I, I, I echo that sentiment. Why does it need to get better? Why can it already be good? Why do we have to wait till things get better? All right? And... and she, she was just telling, right, Pride SAP was created 20 years ago. This is his 20th anniversary. And, and if I go back in time, 20 years ago, I, I was still in high school, uh, and, and I was going through all that, right, uh, being bullied, not being, uh, not accepting myself. Why does a 13-year-old boy have to be thinking all that? Why, why does anyone at any age have to think that they, they, they shouldn't be who they are? Uh, why do we let other people's prejudice and hate affect us so much? And why do people hate in the first place, right? So I I still ask myself these questions a lot.
2: Why do you think there is this hatred there against things that are different?
1: I think think it's lack of information. It's hate for the sake of hate. Sometimes religion plays a part, uh, you know, in in telling uh, stories that are not right. Uh, about the LGBTQ plus community. And, and, and so it's still, I mean, it's not a matter of religion. It's a matter of the people who are uh, uh, telling that story. We're all human beings and human beings make mistakes. I, I really can't explain that kind of hatred too towards the LGBTQ plus community or any under, other underrepresented group, really. Racism, uh, I mean, why does all this happen?
0: it's an interesting point. It's just um, people make mistakes. And I think this is a really important um, point um, because um, we all make mistakes sometimes. And we all sometimes say like discriminating or sexist thing, or sometimes, you know, hurtful things. And this could happen. But if you do it twice it's on purpose so um, before it's a mistake Um, and the second time you do it it's on purpose so we need to develop a culture where someone um, also gets fair feedback if he or she does something that maybe was hurtful or was not okay and gets fair tea trend um, into the discussion but then um, you need to really um, roll that in your stomach and in your mind and in your heart and think about uh, how you kind of confront other people with uh, specific topics. And I think this is um, also something we really want to do in in Pride Month together with um, all the networks that we engage into, for example, um, really guided discussions like ask me anything and things like that. Because what Ezekiel said, sometimes like hate and um, maybe not even hate, but um, you know the ignorance of the problem comes sometimes from the lack of knowledge. And um, if something gets complicated, and I have to be honest, um, if you're not part of a community and um, the discussion sometimes is like going up and and, and 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 emotions like get high. so it's like, ah, uh, you tend to to neglect the problem to get out of the discussions, like there is no problem, or it's not my my thing. Um, or you tend to not speak to the people because you are afraid to say something wrong you ha- don't have bad intentions but you're like ha I don't know what how to address the topic and I don't want to you know um, jump in in, 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 a, in the wrong pool and I'm um, the fear of making others uncomfortable uh, makes people you know stay in, in their bubbles and not going out uh, talking as the gay community is getting more visible I think each and everyone maybe was in touch with someone who's who's gay and can like talk to a person and I would really encourage doing that. Uh, me is being straight um, before I form an opinion, um, please like, educate yourself, uh, inform yourself, and don't do it in the internet uh, alone. Uh, don't read comment sections, uh, talk to people um, about this. And um, I think the next uh, step there uh, where we f- where we find a lot of insecurities is for example, for the topic of transgender. And this is where we need to focus right now also with the, the, the groups because this is what I personally feel really is a subject where we have a lot of insecurities. It's just like, okay, you have your biological gender. Why do you just, you cannot just choose. What? What is the end of it if everyone can just choose? Because it's irritating for some people because they're like, I don't know what it is personally, um, but um, I think there's not enough visibility um, for transgender, uh, for example, um, that employees can ask questions and that they can educate themselves and ask like and find out and walk in someone else's shoes and walk in his or her story Um, and then you feel the empathy comes itself and these are things that we really need to focus on especially on pride month as Ezekiel said it's cultural background and it's how you were raised and the prejudices you you kind of even don't know that you have them um, to broaden the horizons of people and there are some when you talk to people then um, some stories and I promise um, that there are stories that um, people can tell you that really change your world uh, because you don't even know that this was such a bad blind spot Um, and it's so easy to change. I think this dialogue as you said is so important
2: and that it's a real kind of individual story. They're real people behind all these different identities between different groups. So I think it's fantastic, all the different activities that SAP has going on. Uh, maybe, Ezekiel, you would like to tell us what's going on in Latin America, the Caribbean, and then we compare that with activities ongoing in Europe and look at maybe some of the differences and similarities there.
1: Pride month and uh, Pride at SAP's 20th anniversary. So you can expect a lot of things to happen uh, in June. Mickey Gamboa, he's the global uh, lead for Private SAP. Uh, he and his team are doing an amazing job uh, putting all of these activities together, getting all the leaders, uh, the, the regional Private SAP leads involved in, in consolidating this this agenda. They are now creating a Uh, a collaborative playlist on Spotify, even, uh, where you can add on your favorite uh, LGBTQ plus anthems. So if you're looking to uh, revisit some songs from Madonna or Lady Gaga or Kylie Minogue, that would be the best playlist to go to. Yes, people from all over the world are contributing their own anthems in their own languages. So it's um, invigorating to see that we have all these Powerful, visible allies uh, and LGBTQ plus artists uh, who who have our backs and who are producing their work, thinking of us, thinking of their fans who are part of the of the community. and And it's not pink washing; they genuinely care, and and you can see that through their actions. It's not just the material that they produce, but all the the messaging that goes behind that. Um, so. It's really nice to see that we have all these artists from all over the world, and it's not just those three that I mentioned. Uh, I I think that that signals a lot of hope for us, right? That we have these these figures, these personalities all over the world who are uh, doing a lot of things and speaking up for us. We have over 30 uh, prior SAP chapters around the world. Uh, In Latin America, particularly, um, we are doing some activities with our uh, executive sponsors uh because that will help us amplify the message of the network and I take this opportunity to send my uh, appreciation to Andres Rodriguez who's the current regional lead uh for Pride sap in Latin America um he, he's doing a a great job consolidating all the activities and the sessions we will talk about everything really the, some dni basics about what, what's the difference between sexual orientation and gender ad- identity which Still, some people don't know about, and it's important to tackle. We're going to talk about transgender children and youth. Uh, so, th- that's also a very into- important topic that Nina was just mentioning about how, what we're doing for the trans community and how to make that part of the uh, our regular conver- conversation. Queer identities, which I think is also something that we as a company need to uh, discuss and address more. Queer identities, gender fluidity. There's a lot of gray areas here that we don't know much about. Uh, but there are lots of people who identify that way. We, we have to uh, talk about this and, and make sure that they feel welcome. If there's one action that I could highlight in, in Latin America that I, I'm very proud of, um, has to do with the transgender community um, and, and community outreach. So it was a, a, a joint thing between uh, private SAP and CSR and HR. Um so we we found a local organization here in Buenos Aires uh, uh that's a, a safe space for uh trans folks to attend during the day to to get to you know find learning opportunities to get some medical tests done. Uh it's called Casa Trans. So uh, trans house. <laughs> for the last uh three and a half years we have been um well, first of all, we, we made some donations of IT equipment and we have deli- been delivering uh, some uh, English uh, lessons and, and competing lessons uh, on a weekly basis. So that, that also says a lot about the commitment of the volunteers. I mean, going there every day and now doing it virtually um, to uh, e- help them, you know, with their employability. We are contributing to their future, right? Because the, this, the people who go there have, have been uh, facing a lot of uh, challenges. They are uh, underserved communities uh, and we are you know, contributing to change through that. So uh, my shout out to the, the pride of SAP team in Argentina who, who has been doing great uh, with this initiative.
2: That's absolutely amazing. Um, can we include a link in our show notes to provide some more background information? That would be really good. And Nina, what's going on in Germany and in Europe?
0: Yeah, still on the schedule. I just, um, parallelly checked um, that uh, we're planning, yeah, kind of a theater night. Um, we build up a virtual theater. Um, and want to invite um, it's English speaking um, and, and an actor uh, from the gay community who does like a really humorous but also very educating um, play uh, a virtual play um, you can attend with your family because um, coming from Adar, um jar we know that it's really important to discuss a lot of things with your uh, children and your families um, as well uh, so that's uh, <laughs> What Ezekiel said, that uh, things uh, don't always have to get better, uh, that they are children are educated as well. And um, we get that a lot from employees that uh, when we touch topics like this, also others like racism and sexism and things like that, um, how to talk about kids about that. And so that the next generation is having a head start so that they don't, um, I think everyone knows the feeling that you're uh, doing like a step forward and three steps back because you really have to uh, do it all over again. So if we kind of dare to include uh, our children um, into some of the topics, so this is what we really want to put a spotlight on this year uh, to to have it um, with a focus of family because it is a, a society thing. It is nothing that stops like in, at the office door or stops outside of the office door, uh, we really need, need to take that into the discussions with our friends, with our families, with our children. Um, so easy to just invest maybe on a special day or in Pride months to really take 20 minutes um, of your day, educate yourself a bit, and if you don't understand, um, ask. Simply reach out to uh, all these active people if you have ideas um, what to do with your teams, if you're a leader or if you're a team member and you want to um, get your team attached. So this is uh, the viewpoint of HR when we're doing things like that. We want to. Have it service we service orientated when it comes to that, uh, and to help find uh, finding um, information and and connections and helping to connect the dots.
2: If we look at DNI and the bigger picture and the role of big corporations, what are they doing in comparison to SAP? What's the bigger network look like when it comes to DNI and equality?
0: Um, From a company's perspective, um, what I really like about uh, the diversity community is we're sharing a lot. There's a lot of best practice sharing and there are a lot of Um, Networks and communities. Um, For example, in Germany specifically, uh, the Carta der Vielfalt—it's like the Carta of uh, Diversity—where a lot of um, companies join um, and they financially contribute to um, provide um, all companies also with information and materials, so that like not every company has to come up with everything themselves, because this is really slowing the process down, um, so that we learn from each other and um, I'm always really amazed on how open um, compared to yeah of course other business related things um, how open companies are sharing there and they are also sharing what's what worked and most importantly what did not work um, with some measurements um, so to just uh, avoid that the others are stuck in the trap somewhere because it is a societal thing and um, we the companies are operating in between society um so if this is changing quickly and we're getting things done um it's getting easier and better for all of us so that um, maybe in a couple of years we don't need diversity managers anymore and i am unemployed Uh, this is the goal uh, to make myself unemployed um here yeah it basically is so that we don't need things like this anymore and can concentrate on like other things and is it the same with the networks? Um, so that the pride networks has um, has connections with other companies or um, countries, or how is this going?
1: Yeah, it, it, well, I, I can speak for Latin America. In, in different countries, we have uh, different networks uh, that operate in the same way that you were uh, mentioning, Nina. And there's one particularly uh, about the LGBTQ plus community that's called Pride Connection. Uh, This is a network of companies. It was originally founded in Mexico about five or six years ago. And since then it has expanded across Latin America. So now there's an active chapter, I believe in every country or almost every country in the region, um, which is great because they are driving uh change right and and bringing all these great practices from the different participating companies together and and sharing what works and what will help us uh create more inclusive environments for the lgbtq plus community and the funny thing is that in most of these countries uh these these networks are being run by the companies themselves so this sense of community they are so open and, and, and uh, embracing other people, no matter what company they represent. I think that's great. And that, that's the, the whole point of Pride at SAP and the LGBTQ plus community that we are all uh, equal and that we should all have equal opportunities.
2: Brilliant. And on OpenSAP Invites Thought Leaders, we really like to focus on learning recommendations and how we can develop practical skills. So here's the call to action. What can we do as listeners now to support Equality, DNI, and the LGBT plus community? How can we become supporters and allies and really join up with these communities
1: to help? First and foremost, uh, empathy. I mean, we should start with that. A lot of jokes, right, being made at the expense of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, sometimes the person who's saying that uh, is unaware that the person next to them is part of the community. Uh, and they crack a joke. And that really takes a toll on that person's uh, life. It uh, It could. So just stop, think, uh, would you like to be made fun of just for who you are? I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. You are born that way, uh, quoting Lady Gaga. <laughs> uh, so h- how would you feel if you had to hide part of who you are just to fit in and, and to pray that people won't make fun of you? Why would anyone have to do that? Next time you're thinking about making a joke, stop and think, would you like to be on the other end of that joke? Probably not. Then uh, to our straight cisgender allies out there, um, use your voice to stand up for the community, uh, for the LGBTQ plus colleagues and friends. And if you're not the one making the joke, but you hear someone else saying it, then. Raise your hand and stop that, do not be uh, complicit because then you're part of the problem. And amplify the message of the LGBTQ plus community and of pride at SAP, uh, learn about the community, ask questions, connect, share, um, ask people for their pronouns. That's a very important thing that Nina mentioned. Uh, include your own pronouns in your email signature and social media bios. Uh, wear a rainbow lanyard when we go back to the office, put a sticker on your computer. Th- those are very small actions that really take no effort, uh, but they go a long way, right? And they, they could mean the world to the queer person passing by. Uh, and talk about it with your family and with your friends outside SAP too, because you never know who is listening and how impactful uh, a, a word of support uh, can be to them.
0: And Nino? Maybe adding on what Ezekiel said. So um, humor is never on the expense of others, I think. Uh, so don't hide discrimination behind humor. It, my my wish for the future would be um, that it is good and um, that it is needs to stop getting better, uh, especially in regards to... to um, yeah, the struggle with diversity. What I would like everyone to do is to have a cheerful and positive approach towards these topics because we would never get allies um, and get uh, the things done um, and, just, and, and eliminate discrimination if we tend to, you know, talk about uh, diversity as, I think, like, yeah, it's now a trend or we have to do it or these are measurements. Um, that are modern right now, or maybe they are in right now, or things like that. We will not making progress with this. It's just taking longer. So, Get your good mood, um, get all your uh, your drive that you have, because it is a great topic. It's a human topic and it makes life better for all of us Um, and each and every one. I mean, empathy um, is not so hard Uh, sometimes for some people uh, in specific topics. It's really hard, Um, but not on all topics. Essa
2: Keel, one thing you mentioned right at the beginning that I would like to revisit is you said how difficult it was growing up, kind of struggling with your own identity. And I think that's something that many people experience and might be going through right now. So for anyone who's listening to this episode right now, who's feeling very isolated, um, very anxious, very misunderstood, lacking a sense of belonging, confusion, whatever, what would you say to anyone feeling like that now?
1: Well, I would say that they should be proud of who they are, no matter what. Uh, No matter what people are saying, no matter what they think of themselves, uh, we should all be proud to be who we are. And that it will get better, they will uh, start to embrace who they are. And also my suggestion would be not to be alone in the process, find someone who they can share with, find someone that they can trust uh, to talk about it. Um, And yeah, not stand alone in the dark.
2: Thank you, both of you, for this really wonderful conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a very important dialogue. and Me too. Uh, you've made me laugh. Um, you've made me feel emotional as well. One thing we could really ask our listeners to do now, after they've listened to the episode, go to the playlist, get some Fear Good music going on, and um, celebrate what we've achieved so far and really think about what we can achieve together moving forward. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, Lizzie.
1: Yeah. I like that. Thank you, Lizzie.
2: Bye bye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to Open SAP Invite Thought Leaders with Nina Strasner and Esekiel Massa. Thanks also to our sound engineer Miguel Caroli. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share, raise, and leave a review. And be sure to check out OpenSAP's free learning portfolio. Of massive open online courses, microlearnings, and podcasts on opensap.com. And don't miss your next invite. Subscribe now.